Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening. Before we get into things, let's take care of uh, smashing that like button. Whether you love Cranky Luke, you hate Cranky Luke. <laughs> He's not your Luke. Whether you love uh, Ray Nobody or you love Ray Skywalker, whether she's overpowered, underpowered, smash that like button. Tico <laughs> is here for Star Wars or she ruins Star Wars, smash that like button. Whether you like Rose Tico's hair or hate Rose Tico's hair. <laughs> Justice for Admiral Akbar, or no, he should have gone. Smash that like button. <laughs> Love Mary Poppins? Hate Mary Poppins. Smash that like button. I don't know if we uh, have anything left to talk about at yeah, this point. Just anything, okay, that's it. Anything happened okay. after the night. So, um, also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you love Poe Dameron's butt or you got too much Poe Dameron's butt. No, no, no such thing. No one got too much whatever his butt is. Leave a comment below whether or not you love purple hair or you don't like purple hair. <laughs> I don't know if we want to hear about that. The purple hair, maybe not. <laughs> Hello, my friends. Emma, this is your night. This is your night. Are you ready? You excited? Did you have a good week leading into this to this wonderful evening? I did not. I did not have a good week. Everything was blah. It felt like Mercury was in retrograde of a retrograde, <laughs> but I feel great tonight. I, it's like it's like the cork popping out of a champagne bottle. Mm. Oh, I really like that. I like that. I also like Andrea here. Love the porgs? Smash that like button. Don't like the porgs? Smash that like button. Don't like the porgs? Walk off a dock. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you think sand, salt is great or you think it's rough and coarse, <laughs> smash that like button. Thanks, Casty. <laughs> Mark, how about you? How was your How was your week, my friend? It's a, it sounded a lot like Ems to me. <laughs> Seriously, we got the today, and today was just like this weight was lifted because it was pretty rough. Although I went to see the Go-Go's last night, so I'm super happy about that. Yeah, my partner and I went to go see him. That was super fun. And also, it's Gay Super Bowl weekend because the Oscars are on Sunday. So there's yes. that. <laughs> Not that anyone of consequence was nominated. <gasps> I always feel like a really bad gay because I never know anything about the Oscars. And these days, like, if it's not on Disney Plus and doesn't have Clifford the Big Red Dog in it, then I don't see it. <laughs> it's a little harder to keep up now than it was before. I'll tell you that much. It used to be so easy for me to be in the know. We didn't even have social media. It was just so easy. And now it just seems like I have to go hunting it down. It's kind of weird. I, agree I, I don't that. know what that's all about. Mm. I don't I don't I, I think it just as the years go by, the Oscars lose their shine more and more. And it's going to get to a point where people are not going to care. And it's unfortunate because I've always loved it. I love the spectacle of it. I love the outfits. I love pe seeing people win, especially yep. when they're super emotional. Because then I cry, and then the whole <laughs> queer bar you're hanging out cries too. And then you know, <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. I have never been to an Oscars party before, ever. Like I said, I'm a really bad gay. I'm sorry. <laughs> you make up for it in other ways, honey. It's okay. <laughs> um, Chase, how about you? How was your week? Honestly, very similar to Mark and M's, but. <laughs> 
But we are here. We're thriving and surviving. And we saw the Batman today. So that's Ooh. wonderful. Finally. Oh. And I managed not to get spoiled. So I got to go in. Tell like, us. You. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. my favorite Batman movie. I like it better it's than so the Christmas ones. Yeah. It's so good. It's one of my favorite oh, movies of all time. I like the better, way better than the Chris Nolan ones, but the Batman the, Returns is hard to top. No, the Tim Burton one. Oh, the Tim Burton forever. one is everything for sure. No, that's Batman Returns. No, yeah. the first Batwoman one. Penguin. The first, oh, the first, first one. one. I'm here for Bat Dance. I am. Oh, Dale. yes. Dick, Dick. Vicky Vale. Yes. <laughs> Care to dance with the devil in a pale moonlight? Vicky <laughs> Vale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that was my only disappointment when I went to see Prince. He did not play that. (laughs) (laughs) But he did play Elephants and Flowers, which amazed me because there's like four people in the universe who love Elephants and Flowers and two of them are me and Prince. (laughs) (laughs) At least you got that. That's awesome. (laughs) I love it. Um. I'm sorry. I think I'm going to be very distracted this evening. I think I missed a spot shaving. So here you can look at my bad shaving skills. Okay. In I cannot see it. You yeah. look You're ruggedly fine. handsome. You're fine. Thank you. It's going to be my uh, tribute to bad hair. Sorry, not looking at you, Rose Tico, but also looking right at you, Rose Tico, with that hair. Mm-mm. It takes place in space, Brian. But the hair still doesn't look great. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was gonna say Chase and I finally agree on Star Wars hair. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with you both on that. And then Bo-Katan's I was wig is better. before the show. It's like, you know, I, there's that picture I had of uh Mrs. Slocum and uh, well, Holdo side by side with like almost the same outfit and hair, and I'm like, oh my god! Uh, <laughs> we found the, I found the third that. person who likes elephants and flowers. Oh, that's perfect! <laughs> oh. So you have to find the fourth. You have to find your fourth. <laughs> then you can call the four corners. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Hi, Ruben. Thank you, Ruben. I just got pictures of Ruben's new pink milk merch, which oh, I believe yeah. is still on sale on T Public. So you know, open up another tab while you're watching us. Yeah. And buy some Pink Milk merch from not only Pink Milk, but also your other podcasts because Star Wars Celebration is coming. Mm-hmm. And what a better way to represent uh, your favorite podcasts to a lot of Star Wars fans. But where are merch? I know I'm planning on buying some. And you want to be like me, right? <laughs> that just sounded like a really bad 1980s, like, don't do drugs commercial. <laughs> yeah. <didn't it? laughs> I'm pushing. I'm pushing T-shirts. I'm pushing this T-shirts. Is your brain on death sticks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chase. Can I throw a hot like flash question at you? Yeah, about the Batman okay. or about Star Wars? Oh, we can stay on the Batman. No, 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 no. I just, okay. I just yeah. wanted to prep mentally. Yeah, no, no, no. no nobody spoiled me. I'm the only person who hasn't seen it yet. Okay. I have oh, a, oh, I have a small never. child. Ooh. It's very difficult to get to out. It is, especially for a three-hour movie. Next month, so you'll be able to watch it soon. But I am um, extremely excited to go and see it. Sweet. Love it, love it. Chase, okay, you weren't here last week because you were partying up in short shorts and a pool in Las Vegas. It was fun. Um, give us your tops and your bottoms. Mm-hmm. We'll give you just one. We won't even, I, I'm going to, since I'm throwing you on the spot, what's your bottom? Bottom non-sentient Star Wars creature? Probably a wampa. Okay. Well, that's a hot take. Mm-hmm. I feel like is it a hot might... take? I think it just makes mm-hmm. sense, like a fuzzy big bottom. He just, he just, I like it. 
Eddie. Oh, oh no, we mean in a box. I love that. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. No, what is your least favorite? Oh, least favorite. Bottoms your bottom. least okay, favorite. Okay, see, I okay. I have yet to catch up on last week's stream. <laughs> um, um, I think like one of my least favorite would probably be, um, okay, this is actually relates to that to Last Jedi. I like porgs. I don't dislike them, but I feel nothing for them. I don't like, I don't have any attachment to me. They're just sure like enough. CGI birds that just sit there. So they'd be my bottom. I hate you, Chase. I know. I had to say it, Em. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to play you Chase. My heart, my heart uh, is crushed like a can of pineapples. No. <laughs> oh, top would be boggling, by the way. So does that make up for it all? Okay. No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. This is, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm sorry, but this is Chase playing Chewbacca during The Last Jedi. <laughs> and when those little porgs like give him the sad face instead of throwing, he's like, <laughs> Bye, Actually, bitch. I have the That's cute, cute though, Brian. But... Cute. It's very cute. I love that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay. Uh, oh, hello, Robbie. Hello, Robbie. I hope you listened to me today and listened to Charlie XCX's new album. Yes. In preparation for tonight because it's everything. Okay. Let's get to Star Wars. We're going to go with Emma last because this is her night. So, um, Mark. All right. Let's start with you. What did you what are your overall thoughts on TLJ? Uh, well, I really I really like it. And I'm so glad I got to watch again because it's been a long while. Right. Um, but again, it's just it's visually stunning. It's very gorgeous to look at. And there's some there's a lot that I like in this film overall despite the little things here and there that I wish I would change, but I, it, overall it is my favorite of the sequel trilogy by far. Love it. Love it. Chase. Mine's pretty similar. Like my overall take it's, it's, I think it's really, really fun and exciting. And I think it's a pretty immersive story to get lost in, but there are just like a couple of things that I don't like necessarily love about it. Like there's just a couple of things that, just a couple qualms I have, I guess, but I think it, I think it has a lot of really great star Wars vibes. Um, and I feel like it's like a really awesome pivot, like a pivotal moment, pivotal movie for the sequel trilogy. Like it really feels like that's when they really like get down and dirty with star Wars versus like force awakens for me. I felt like they were kind of just like playing a little bit safer. So I love the vibes in last Jedi. Okay, I'm here for that. I'm going to read some of these throughout the evening because we had some good uh, responses here on Twitter. But let's start with our wonderful, amazing Hope. Please give Hope a shout out. Thank you for uh, all that you do there in the chat room, my dear friend. Uh, she says, I am excited. Uh, I'm excited. This was my first time I really loved Luke Skywalker because he was an actual character and not so black and white, uh, clean cut. Trauma Luke is my favorite Luke. Mm. Uh, our wonderful friend Sage says, Emlyn Holda was everything. I'm really happy she exists as a character. I loved how she and Leia interacted. I'd love to see a young Leia in, uh, in film someday to see her and Emlyn become young <laughs> rebels together. Oh, I do love that character. Um, and our friend Eric Eilerson from The Living Force podcast says so many things to love about this movie so i'll just focus on the technical marvel that it is so many of the shots are practically paintings luke kylo on crate poe drifting the x-wing it's just so gorgeous with its cinematography um 
I don't know how I feel about this movie, y'all. I'm in a really odd spot with the sequel trilogy at this very moment. Like, I love this movie. But I also think it's kind of really flawed. I love what they did with the characters, but I also worry that it was a really bad decision with the characters. I think it's a really beautiful movie, but I also, and I don't feel like it looks like a Star Wars movie. But I'm really, I'm excited for this. I like, it's probably my favorite of the sequel trilogy. Last week I thought it was The Force Awakens, but I'm back to this one being probably my favorite. But I think in watching this today and two weeks ago when we watched The Force Awakens, I realized how much more I love The Mandalorian. Because like The Mandalorian has a lot of different directors and a lot of different takes, but it felt seamless. And all those directors had their moments to shine and they were all given their opportunity to kind of do what they do best. But it still felt very cohesive. And the sequel trilogy really doesn't feel cohesive. But there's more good things about this than there are bad things. Yeah. But I, yeah, we'll get to them. We'll yeah. get to them. I, I so, mean, um, Brian, I think that's that's a great take because, like I said, I may really like it, but the problems that I do have with it are stuff that stick out kind of pretty badly for me that, like, mm-hmm. that it's hard to kind of push them aside when watching it. But overall, mm-hmm. I, I'm glad that when I sit down and do watch it, that I do enjoy the things in it. Because there are moments that, like, really, really, to me, are very, very Star Wars. And we'll get to that later. But, you know, but I understand what you're saying is that it's that I think if they would have been a little bit more um, cohesive, then I think we'd probably look on it a little different. Um, mm-hmm. It's too bad. It, it's too bad it worked out the way it did. But for all intents and purposes, I'm really glad we got this movie because I think it does oh. challenge you as a fan and just... Also, I noticed that a lot of people who normally didn't love Star Wars walked out of this film going, that was really cool. I don't think I've ever been able to get into this universe that you love so much until I saw this film. Now I understand. And I think that's what made me appreciate it even more because then I was able to talk to more people about it who normally wouldn't have a conversation about it. And then they, they ask you questions and you get to fill them in on all the little blanks that they may not know about, right? So yep. yeah, it's 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 interesting what happened with this film, and it's unfortunate that I ended up having so much hate thrown at it. But I'm really glad that we got to see it. And like I said, so to me, it's 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 where we should have jumped off from, and what we should have grown upon, but it just didn't work out that way. I love what you just said there. I think if this was the introduction, like this. This vibe was an introduction. I'd be here for it. I think my favorite parts of the film are also, which I maybe all changed after our conversation tonight, but I think my favorite parts of this film are the weakest parts of it being a sequel. If that makes sense. Okay. And it also still like, it's, it's not, but like as a singular movie, I think it is so perfection. I just don't know if it plays well with others. (laughs) <laughs> but I hope I'm proven wrong. And and one final thing, my kids do not like to watch this movie. Like I do not think this is a a child friendly Star Wars movie. In like not in obviously like violence or things like that. But there's like this movie is missing a lot of fun. I think 
And I think that's where it suffers for me a lot. So, Emma, bring us back up because we know how much you love this movie. <laughs> Wait, um, okay. <laughs> Here we go. Um, yeah, so to the movie Missing a Lot of Fun, um, I like that it's more than that. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I like about it the most is that it has the heart that is missing in things like Book of Boba Fett and is missing in, you know, Bad Batch and stuff. Like, um, it is a meditation on, like, it's a great character. It provides great character studies. And it is much more internal, which is probably why your kids don't enjoy it as much. Like, it's very... It challenges you to go on an emotional journey and to share emotional journeys with almost all of the characters. And so, and, you know, as we've said before, like, it is packed with the feminine gaze, which is not something that we usually see in these types of movies, which is probably one of the reasons why it um feels out of step or it feels like out of tune with the other films in the franchise and especially the sequel trilogy which are very like you know jj's work is very sort of popcorn-y you know with the mystery boxes and blah (laughs) yes basic (laughs) with the mystery boxes and blah 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 you know and like and as i shared with you today with the youtube video i don't yeah. know if you had the chance to watch it I did. I did yeah like so it com- no i didn't expect everybody else to watch it i'm gonna present a lot of the same okay, ideas sweet. that were Yay. from the video okay. right now <laughs> Yay. so talking about how this film is ray on a heroine's journey which is sort of in contrast to the the traditional idea of the hero's journey Now, the reason why this is such a cool move is because meta-wise, we are in a different era of storytelling and pop culture. And people expect stories to be meta to a certain extent. And they also, and like, and also like it is recognized that at this, in this era, it like, it is important to present and experience the feminine gaze because that has traditionally been neglected or it has existed in other areas of pop culture like romance novels but has frequently been like denigrated and derided as not being worthwhile and not providing any interesting insight into the human condition which is obviously fucking bullshit (laughs) 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 right yes (laughs) so the whole idea of the heroine's journey as opposed to the hero's journey is that it is a spiritual awakening and it is a reconnection with the sacred feminine that was removed from western culture by patriarchy under the guise of religion So the idea behind the heroine's journey is basically, it's very similar to the hero's journey to a certain point, but at a certain point in the journey, the heroine becomes, like, achieves a certain level of success, but 
he is dissatisfied by this by the, by that by the success because she realizes that she's been pursuing the wrong thing and that what she is trying to achieve and capture um is not going to be ultimately fulfilling and then she travels down into you know a, a, a taboo like an area of taboo or forbidden knowledge in order to recapture the sacred feminine and reconnect to it and come into wholeness which will also allow her to help heal the wounded masculine as Love it. kind of like a priestess right mm. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so this is the idea of the heroine's journey and you can see in the film how ryan enacts this through ray and also like not only through the acts of the story and her actions and her choices but also through visual cues like the fact that the four elements are present at crucial moments in her journey which kind of gives them an air of sacredness like the tree represents air it's surrounded by fog and it also is a place of secret knowledge which is traditionally associated with with air in like um sort of paganistic religions you have the element of water when she dives into the dark side cave and confronts the truth about her family and you know and the fact that she's alone you have the element of fire in the throne room which also you know, signifies passion and sexuality with her connection with Kylo Ren. And then you have the element of Earth when she lifts the rocks to rescue the resistance and becomes a maternal figure who is like rescuing her children, the resistance, by pulling them out of darkness and bringing them back into safety. So like, so this, these ideas, like these sort of basic elements are like, very um often encountered in like paganistic religions and in ideas of wholeness as well so um and she achieves a lot of this like a lot of these crucial moments come about because she's reconnecting with the source of life which is the cosmic force and the interesting thing about ray's connection with the cosmic force and her relationship to ben is that he idolizes Anakin and wants to become like Anakin. But Rey is the flip side of Anakin in that Anakin connected with the cosmic force and tried to use it for his own selfish ends, whereas Rey connects to the cosmic force and uses it in order to help others and to be of service to others and heroic for others. So Anakin's relationship with the cosmic force was twisted into something toxic, but Ray's connection to the cosmic force is something that is positive and influences the world for good. And so it's almost like Ben's connection with Anakin is a twisted version of the positive relationship that he could have with Ray if he was willing to make himself vulnerable and open up to other possibilities. Ugh. I love that. I was just going to say that we get the idea in this film. We realize just how powerful she is because of how scared Luke is of the power that he sees mm. in her, right? 
He goes, Ben does is the same. He goes, and I don't want to be around for that again. Yeah. And 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 but in, it's frustrating because you want to like shake Luke, but you realize just like I screwed up once, I don't want to screw this up again because then we're gonna be even worse trouble, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like, you want me to save this universe in any kind of way? I'm not gonna add on to it by bringing one more of you into the fold like that. So yeah. just yeah, there's a lot I I soaked in this time that I didn't before, and I love it. And it all has a lot to do with hearing M talk about you know the Force overall. <laughs> And everybody here and what they add to that conversation as well. So it's like, yeah, it, it, it makes me appreciate the things I didn't notice before. Mm. Yeah. Uh. I love that. Um, I feel like Ray is very much like who Padme would be if Padme was force sensitive. Mm. And I think that's really, really great. I think, I think, I mean, I'm kind of a middle finger up to, authorities anyways of a person <laughs> and like i love that like luke even chastises her you know you saw the darkness and you went right to it yeah and she's not letting other people tell her who to be and how to be yeah she's not afraid to confront her darkness mm -hmm. because i yeah. think she is so sure and steadfast in who she is that she's confident enough to walk to that because unlike the other jedi who I would also say pretend like it's for altruistic reasons, but I really stand the fact that I don't think the Jedi do it for altruistic reasons anymore. They do it because that's what the Jedi are supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so dogma. doing it for the it's dogma yeah, and fanaticism. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And so if you are really sure in who you are, you can go and embrace those darker sides of yourself and confront them and not let them take, you over well, just like just like yoda does when yoda sees dark dark yoda in uh with the wills yeah well and this is also this is also like in the film even after luke like literally like backs away from her saying like you went straight to the darkness she doesn't hesitate to go to the cave and dive in Mm -hmm. Like she's already heard him say that, you know, it would be one thing if she was exploring the cave as like an innocent, like naive and not understanding what it was. But when she jumps, she knows what she's going in for. Mm -hmm. yep, and yep. like, she, like this is, this is a film where she continues to run towards the darkness. She runs towards the fog shrouded tree, you know, mm -hmm. and she runs inside the vagina cave <laughs> and, <laughs> And you know, Wouldn't like we she all? goes straight for it. <laughs> she she dives into the dark side cave to try and because she thinks that there's answers there. She FedExes herself straight to the first order to get Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Girlfriend, like, I love. She I looked love on overnight so delivery and so got there good. right away. <laughs> so good. So Chase, what yeah. are your like? How do you feel about the opening? of this movie because this movie right off the gate just brings you somewhere different in terms of somewhere different in terms of what like tone and all that like it's just it's a very different opening to any other kind of star wars movie mm -hmm. now that to me goes from the jokes which i i can't get behind the jokes in tlj i've said I get that it. many times but even like <laughs> right down to this film picks up Right where the last one left off. Mm -hmm. no, nothing else had ever really done that before in Star Wars. Yeah. So, like, what did what are your thoughts on 
on all of that. Um, well, I'm with you on the jokes. I never, I, Poe works better when he's not a Marvel character. And I feel like they really wrote him to be like Marvel-y, which is a little bit frustrating. Mm. Um, but I will say, I, I'm mean, I gotta talk about General Leia because anytime she's involved with anything, I'm eating it up. But I know she kind of comes a little bit later into the movie. But like, when I think about that, when I think about The Last Jedi, the first thing, like if I think about like the opening scenes, I like don't even think about the Luke stuff. I, I go straight to like, like Rose's sister's sacrifice and like the, and how like, I mean, you really got the war vibe in this move in the beginning of this movie, which I really, really appreciated. Um, and then also everything again with with Leia, which I love. Yeah, I mean, I Leia, yeah. she's so great in this movie. And I, I was just also saying, I also just like really, really appreciated like the characterization of Poe in the beginning of the movie as like like just him doing what he thinks is best and like like losing all the ships and all the lives and Poe and him just getting demoted right away by Leia. Like that kind of like power dynamic was like such a gift to Leia to see on screen because we all know who she is, but like maybe people who don't read the books, like don't know Leia, Leia as well to be able to see that in the movie was like everything. And like, I, I just live, I live for their dynamic for Poe and, and Leia together. So chef's kiss. Can I, can I've... I shoehorn something in here? Yeah. Um, I love that I was actually talking about this with my besties last night. I gave them like a mini lecture of what I was going to say tonight. <laughs> so say a prayer for them. But like one of the things that I loved about this movie that felt so revolutionary to me was that it put women not just empowered, but in positions of authority, which is different from being empowered. Yes. Yes. Like women wielded authority. And do you have any idea how rare that is to see in a cinema, in an action movie? Oh. And unfortunately, like in today, I don't remember people complaining about who Mon Mothma was. That chick walked into that room and owned it the second it was, and we all just bought it and now all yep. of a sudden yeah. in today's society there's issue it although halfway into the talk her her space brownie kicked in because she kind of just faded off <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> i love her but there's that moment where i was like when i was a kid i was all scared about what's happening to her right now because like, <laughs> she got all creepy all of a sudden you know like it was interesting that 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 part I, it's funny we've never talked about that before but that always scared me as a kid because i didn't know what was going on i didn't know how to read her right so yeah, yeah. it was a trip <laughs> no but it was great and it was and it was also it was also weirdly therapeutic to see Poe being a bag of dicks about it. Yep. Because oh, yeah. as a woman person <laughs> who exists in this world, mm -hmm. it was like, oh, I know what this is. I've seen this. This is something from my life life. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know and it was it was i feel like it was good to have that meta thing that anchored you know the emotional experience 
that is taking place in this fantasy universe, but it's also like mm, the rules of real life apply. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Emma, I'm going to yep. add to that because I'm sorry, Brian. I feel like I keep well, keep interrupting Brian. Um, but it, it, the the dynamic that I loved, and you're right though, because we got to see like Poe challenging it back, and it did just come off. You know, he's just being a dick, right? Mm-hmm. When in the end, when he realizes what's really going on, right, and what the bigger plan was, and there was a reason why Leia was trying to get him to listen. There's a reason why Holdo was like keeping him in a need to know basis, which he was the one who was willing to do that before, right? It was okay when he did yes. it. But when it was done yes. to him, he was like, oh, hell no, right? But in the end, I love that there's that caring touch when Poe was knocked out and they're being, being put on the transport and Holdo's like, you know, kind of making sure he's okay and goes, that one's a troublemaker. I like him. She realizes that even though he has a lot to learn, they also need that strength. And it's going to be overall helpful in the end if they can wield it and if he can mature more. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. but, and it's cool. I love that. I love that because it's just like you realize that there's that power play. And we've seen that between two men in movies like Crimson Tide where you're trying to commandeer a ship. You're fighting against each other and you want somebody to be in control. You know, but it was wonderful to see that, like you said, with women of authority telling these men, hey, you know, I'm in charge here. I know what I'm doing. You got to listen. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it was it was interesting. But I, I and obviously that's why a lot of, you know, men folk had a problem, I'm sure. But <laughs> to, to piggyback on what you were just saying, like I love at the beginning, at the top of the movie, we see Hux and uh, uh, oh, God, I forgot his name. Oh, PV? The other. Yeah, like the here's two commanders who had they worked together, they probably could have figured it out, but they were button heads because they're like, like throwing out too much with one another. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the resistance and we see these two leaders supporting one another and understanding one another. Like, like Haldo, I feel like had had. Poe not behave the way he did, he she probably would have told everyone what was going on, but she can't now because she's got this hothead <laughs> that will like jump jump the gun too quickly and do and mess it up. So she's got to keep it close to her vest because that's her her allegiance to Leia at the same time. They were such good co-managers together that they understood that language. And I was like, I like mm-hmm. what that said is that heroes get along and villains don't. Like I, I kind of I like that a lot. Um, And I think one of the things I know JJ gets a lot of shade, especially when we talk about this movie in comparison to the other two, which, of course, you're going to do like that's it's the middle of the chapter. But I will say where JJ went and did something incredibly well was I never miss our original trilogy heroes in any of these movies. I love it when they're there. But I never miss them. Like I, I am so zeroed in on Ray and what's going on with Ray that like no, mm. nothing else really matters. I do wish that Finn and Poe had gotten some more meat to their bones. Got um, each other's bone anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I do wish. I wish they got something. Like I'm not someone personally who generally roots for a hero like kylo's great he's a really complex villain i love him but i'm not over here like 
going after him because he's a bad guy. I don't want to. I think Ventress is the only bad guy that I've ever been like, oh. <laughs> like so rooting for all the time. Um, <laughs> but I think, like, it's so funny when when Luke showed up. I was Team Ray from the minute she got on that thing. I was like, how is this? I love and I love, you know Jason and Paul and Buck over here think that I hate Luke Skywalker all the time, but like. He was great, and I love what they did with Luke. The one, the one flaw at at the top, more of the jokes, is the way I I cannot stand it. I cannot stand when he throws the lightsaber. I love that he throws the lightsaber. I love everything that it represents. But I really hate that it was played for a laugh. Like I hate, hate, hate that it was played for a laugh. Because I think it goes over a lot of people's heads. I really wish it was framed and set up just like it was in Jedi when he tosses the saber. Because that's what he was trying to teach. That's the lesson there. But because the music cue stops, we get the porgs and peeking in the thing. Like that's the jokes just go on too much. And I feel like this dude doesn't know how to make a kids movie. Which I shouldn't say kids movies because I don't like when Star Wars is labeled a kids movie but like I don't think the dude knows how to be around kids or something because like kids can get other things that are humorous without like those jokes and it just mm -mm. I remember at the top of this movie still I was like I don't know if I'm gonna like this movie I felt really uneasy about it just like I did with the Phantom Menace when I went and first saw the Phantom Menace I was like oh god I don't know if I'm liking this but then I got into it and then I'm sold and that's how I feel about the last show see like, this is this is because you think of it as a documentary and you don't understand meta storytelling like the point of that moment was to yeah. tell like what Ryan is trying to tell you <laughs> is like Luke is defying Ray's expectations and this movie is going to defy expectations oh a hundred percent but I think that point could have been made without being a joke. I know. I feel like I, I don't think. No, I just don't think that was a. I don't think that's a time to joke around. I think I think you toss it and then make a joke after it. But the actual moment, I don't for me. And I'm not going like it's it just it just didn't land for me at all. I Every get, time it doesn't land. Yeah, I don't think I personally never read it as like as a, a joke. I mean, I get what you're saying about the porgs because the porgs definitely make it feel a little bit jokey. Um, but for me, I always thought of it just like as a moment where everyone's just supposed to go. What did he just do? Like, it's more of like the music stops because it's like it's like almost like a record scratch. Do you mean it just goes quiet? And it's like, what the fuck did he just do? To me, it's yeah. more like a WTF moment. Yeah, I, I agree, though, Brian, that I would have loved to have seen him toss it like in Return of the Jedi. And I wish that he would have done it with the hand that he lost. I think mm. that would have added more of an emotional punch. And then if you want to add some laughter, cool. You know, um, but yeah, the beats were off. It should have had a different beat at that moment because, look, a lot has happened up until this point. And the fact that that damn lightsaber that he lost his hand <laughs> with, along with his hand is back in his life. And that's a really kind of ugly reminder of that time period. Obviously he was yep. growing. He became that legend during that time period. He was starting to finally mature and get to a point where he felt better about himself, yep. even though he knew there was that whole Skywalker legacy and who his father was. Right. And we don't know 
how it got to Maz either. Like, I did he give it to her because he like dude. did he want to like ditch it off? Like, dude, does he really not want it around? Like, it. Yeah. like it was it some at some point between falling into the atmosphere of Bestman. Like yeah. that's, that's oh yeah. Happened right well at the beginning like i remember there was talk at the opening of force awakens the film was going to open up to the hand floating through space yeah and which would have been wicked. like there's going to be more story about how that saber was found and i'm glad they waited for another day because i don't think we needed that story like i don't think this discourse on twitter if we need to know every single thing all the time like that no we don't no, we don't. This isn't Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. I don't need 40 pages of collecting arrowheads. Like, yeah. it showed back up. That's how, to me, that's how Star Wars works. And we'll circle around to it at some point in time if we need to. But that's just not how Star Wars like works. Andy has a good point. Yeah, I was going to, I was going to pull yeah. that up because um, I was going to throw out there. I was thinking along the same lines where I think that moment is like, is like, it. it's in character for Luke. I think it's incredibly authentic, mm -hmm. but as audience members, it's hard to watch that moment because to us, that lightsaber means a lot more than it means to Luke. And Luke, I think, yeah. would be very quick to be like, fuck this thing. I'm so sorry. I, could, I don't know if we do the F word on this show. I'm so sorry for that. <laughs> Anyway, I would be very much like I would be like you know like fuck this thing like whatever and just throw it away right away if I was Luke. But yeah. as a fan, well, also, it's hard to watch that moment, and it's hard not to read it as like sort of like a slight to how what that symbolizes and what that means. Yeah. Well, also, like, wasn't yeah. that the saber that Anakin used to kill all the young ones? Well, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. Wait, we have to read Andy's comment though, because they put it so well. Oh yes. Yeah. They said, I loved it because that saber never meant anything outside the fandom. Anakin was losing, breaking, remaking it every other day. Luke lost it right away. The fans made it Excalibur, not the characters. Yeah. yeah. But that's so a lot of that in this film, down to the legend of the yes. man himself, right? It's the things that we made precious. Yes. And it's not necessary. Everybody turned into the golem is what happened <laughs> no i i agree like i agree with that statement so much and i also agree that like when people complain about i think it's for the wrong when that's the argument that's wrong no it doesn't mean anything to luke skywalker no it didn't mean the same thing to anakin but also back when anakin there was jedi all over the place but that saber meant something to ray because it was a myth it was a legend and the story in the text they made that saber and the idea of what a Jedi was a legend, a myth, things mm -hmm. that weren't necessarily true. So again, I love that he tossed it and was telling her, no, don't put so much emphasis in this trash that we, la we later on hear him say those things again at the fountain. It was just the way in which he did it. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was, Yes, it's supposed to be an awe and a shock, but then followed by laughter. And I just feel like it would have sat really heavy if he just tossed it. And there was like, you know, even if there was like a, a loud bass when that thing hit the ground, like you should feel it. I love that he makes you feel something. Yeah. And I love that Ryan Johnson understood that the fan base made it something that the characters never did. Because that's the way to play with the character with the audience's emotion. And like, no, Luke Skywalker is going to tell you that it doesn't mean anything. I just I feel like the joke lost its it just lost the power that that moment could have had All right. for me. It's Madonna time. I'm not your bitch. Don't hang your shit on me. 
Okay. <laughs> one of my favorite Madonna yes, it's pretty good. lyrics ever. So, <laughs> um, I, I'm so sorry to break this. I just have to say, I feel like this is just like Ryan Johnson's way of being like, look, this is just Star Wars. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Away. And that's just and it. People I'm, don't like that. People there's a don't lot like of that, that in this film, but that's why they're all like yes, clutching right. their space pearls. And, right. Know. Right. And also, and also, you know what? For in that, in the same light, if it if it is played at all comedically, and if people read comedy into it, I think the comedy is supposed to be there. I think we're supposed to laugh and remind ourselves that this is a movie about space wizards. Like, oh. you know what I mean? A hundred percent. Brian doesn't like it. Brian doesn't no, want to I... laugh about space wizards. <laughs> no, I do. Star Wars is funny. But I, like, get what you're Wars, I get what you're saying. Star Wars knows how to make, knows when to pull a joke yes. and when not to. Yeah, I, I get know. you. We've yes i've i've heard this one four times so i will say like like speaking of force things let's jump to leia like that whole scene like leia is so good in this like she's so good in this it was she was not great in the force awakens like i love carrie i miss you carrie but you were not great in the force awakens I, I think I just heard hair. her say, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, like, Brian. Yeah, exactly. This yeah. is Carrie Fisher. Yeah, giving you the finger right now. <laughs> no, no, she is. Carrie the Fisher. constellations and... are in a perfect middle finger. <laughs> <in the sky. laughs> yeah. But I think that connection. So, like, you know, the, the First Order pops up on the ship and Kylo is out there and is going to gun them all down until he sees mom. And... I don't know if it's a hundred percent. He had a closer relationship with mom than with dad, or if it's also the weight of, I killed my father. Can I take them both out? I can't do this. Well, he, but, he's, he thinks he can, like, that's the whole reason why he's like, prepare my ship. And he's like, yeah, that's what he's going out to do. Like he's, he thinks he's going to go out and kill his mom, but he can't do it because that's not who he is. Yeah. The entire first scene he has in this film is him getting told how terrible he is at being evil exactly and yes. how much he sucks he is not yeah. anakin <laughs> which in turn is anakin. supposed to get him so pissed off enough that he's going to want to go do right. something yes. about right. it hence the scene right but, yeah. he, but yeah. he's not anakin no. you know anakin did kill padme like he did knocked her out killed her because she was in his way i, I feel like he, he was indirectly responsible for her death but i know he blames himself for her death yeah. but i think mm, no. yeah um, but I love one of my favorite moments is that quiet breath that Carrie takes. Ugh. Yes. Like, cause she knows she's about to get spat out there. She's got to focus yeah. herself. And it's just this little thing of, I know he needs to do this. He needs to think that I'm dead and I'm going to let myself get blasted out of here. And then I'm going to be alive to remind him that I'm alive. Like I, but I like, it is a really, really, is this probably for me the most beautiful moment in the entire movie? It's just, it's very quick and it's quiet, but it's so good. And then man, when she flew back through that thing and now we all know the hold maneuver and she cuts through the thing, there's foreshadowing there, but like the whole, like when she just reaches out and you hear her music and she has the force, I was like, I felt like that schoolboy, like jumping up and yes, down in the I movie felt the theater. Same so, way when I so heard all that. happy, yeah. like yes. Again, like I don't need to say see Leia with a lightsaber. Like she doesn't need a lightsaber. Yeah, Leia's weapon so is right here, and it spits that. out right there. She's yes. so much and, more than that. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. Like, I just didn't need it. That's why, like, I hate that scene in Tross. I'm like, dude, we didn't need this. We got what she was. The bitch got plastic. She pulled an Ellen Ripley. She was the xenomorph, <laughs> but zoomed right back in there. She was like, shoop. And yeah. it was beautiful. Like, and it I, was I beautiful. love the way her face looks while in space. Yes. Because there's, I, I don't know how to describe so much that she is more Leia in that facial expression, whatever they used, if it yep. was CGI'd, you know, because obviously it was, but it's a certain way that they made her face look that was the Leia we love. And it was just everything to see that face in that moment. You know, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. Every time I see that moment, it's just like, I just, I just want to hug her. I want to hold her. It's like, it's like, mm. like she's so beautiful. Right. And, and, mm. and at the brink of death, like she could die at any moment, but there she well, is, uh, you know, finally getting that moment to, show where her strength comes from how she connects with the force how she can do what she needs to it's not going to be the way luke does it it's not going to be the way the anakin does it it's going to be the way leia does it and we don't get to see that too often i love her so much i i (laughs) i think part of why she's so great in this for me especially after just watching tfa again like I don't think JJ knew what to do with her. Like I don't, Mm. she was not strong in the force awakens. Like I feel like they hid her away in an oversized rain, like puffer coat. And she wasn't really much of a general. Like she just kind of, it was just like, it was into the garbage shoot flyboy jokes one after the other. And she didn't have much of a presence Mm. and her outfit didn't help with her old lady, like high waisted, bought these at the red barn or whatever an old lady store is like I, it just like yeah thank you Ross, <laughs> dress like, for less <laughs> like, yes. deal. Talbot. Like, like you see her in Wasn't that Nordstrom rack okay <laughs> <laughs> but she was so regal and someone like leia in all of the jewels and these big fancy clothes you don't see them you see her and she wears yeah. the clothes and yeah. like JJ didn't get that no, mm-hmm. and didn't mm-hmm. give her any of that. So when you see her in this, it's like this welcome return yeah. of, of Leia. Like Jay, we've all talked about well, how much we love the, the scene in empire, right? When she's little and she's like, okay, he tried to give her a hot outfit, but he didn't give her that moment that yeah. we got in, in like, Oh, yeah but it was great to have you know and i mean i think a lot of that was because ryan put carrie in the driver's seat when it came to leia (laughs) yes yep yes because he had respect (laughs) yep yeah and he knew that nobody could understand leia more (laughs) yes well it will not be the first time nor probably the last time that we say on this podcast that at least I feel like JJ thought he knew more than George Lucas did. Just like oh, I will co-sign just like that. Bob Iger, I think, thought he understood Star Wars more than George Lucas did, which is why George, nobody wants to see your movie. <laughs> really? Because you just mm-hmm. bought six of them for a whole lot of money. <laughs> like lots of people wanted to see his movies. And I still wish that we got those movies, but it's not yeah. happening. It's okay. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, let's talk about let's talk about Kylo and Ray because I want to finish on Finn and Rose because I love I love me some Rose Tico. Like I love me some Rose. Tico. I love Rose, oh. but I do not like Finn and Rose at all. Oh, oh okay. Can't wait I, to get yeah, into this. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about, let's talk about our little Raylo. Like, I want to start, I want to start with the FedEx shipping that Emma mentioned there. Because, like, I loved, 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 like, the Snow White and the prince saving the princess vibes that they were trying to sell in that. But, like, we all knew that it was reversed. And, like, it was the really powerful. This is, like, that's the moment that the lightsaber could have been. To me, that's what it could have been. We understood that trope of seeing a girl under glass and the prince coming to kiss her to save her. Mm -hmm. We understood that. And I think if the lightsaber was treated with that kind of respect in that moment of tossing it away, but in a, in a, not a, eh, whatever, but like a fuck you throw, I think it would have been like whole, I I don't, I think people would have been thrown off their seats and actually would have had more respect for that movie because I think it would have been more of like, Enough, in your face. Enough about the glow sticks. Let's get to the. <laughs> I am obsessed. Hello. It says the last Jedi. Oh, I remember that. That's right. Uh-huh. Yes. Look at that. Oh, it's like it's like the hottest wow. like romance novel cover ever, right? Please tell me when you put hot water and his shirt comes off. <laughs> no, no, no. He's shirtless all the time. Okay, he's good. That's just as well. <laughs> Please tell me when you put hot water. He's, just, he's, just, he's eternally Ben Swolo, okay? So. Truly. We were so blessed. <laughs> um, I am here. I felt like we got Farrah Fawcett in The Force Awakens with Kylo. Oh, yeah. And then Jacqueline Smith showed up in this one. Oh, no, you did <laughs> Bitch, you might I be blonde. Love that <laughs> reference, okay? I'm living <laughs> for this reference. <laughs> I am here now. Oh, I am here now. Oh my god. And your hair might look cute because it's 1982, <laughs> but you just wait, bitch. That ain't gonna last forever. But this, this <laughs> bitch right here, she's gonna last forever. Good morning. And that's <laughs> good morning, angels. Good morning, Snokey. <laughs> good morning, Snoke. <laughs> But I, his hair is so good in this movie. It like, is. I do so... love the way he looks in this film. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, he looks the the most handsome to me out of all the whole trilogy in this film. Because in the last film, it was just kind of like, eh, you know. But then you get to see him in this film, and there's that cup says it all right there. It. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you cannot help but start realizing that they the seed they try to plant in the first movie is really coming to fruition here. And we get moments that just like you cannot, you cannot turn away from it anymore. It's there in your face. <laughs> you Do you know? remember what movie I, what... I, I, I have to just <laughs> celebrate this dad joke here from our friend Nick. That's a mug that'll keep all your drinks hot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I I don't understand the what's a, a, the. I don't find him attractive like at all. That's okay. I, I want on that train so bad. Yeah, no. It just That's looks like fine. Not for That's all I need. But that's so, cool. No, but though. I wish because it's so much fun. Everyone's so horny over him all the time. I like really want to be there because I like all the horny Adam I Driver think people. Of a like, lot I feel of like we'd be from, best friends. I think a lot of it you came want me from to, like, people watching him on Girls before. Yeah, this I was going to say, do you want me to yeah. like yeah. make you a thread of gifts of him just like jizzing on himself? A slideshow. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I've seen those gifts. I've seen those she gifts. Give you a, many slide, times. a PowerPoint presentation with music. Okay. <laughs> and no. Emma, you have my phone number. Um, I messaged those to me right away. 
<laughs> okay. Or no, Mark, let's start with you. We started with Chase last time. What 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 is tell tell us about your Raylos moments in this film? <laughs> and I, I mean, use Raylo now. Like, a lot of this for me, like I, I I mean, then I was like, oh, they're really doing something about trying to bring these two characters together. This is different, you know, because we don't have that dynamic. Before this, it's always been man and man, and they could have done it anyway then too, but it, obviously we couldn't with our father and son. But, <laughs> you know, with other instances like Maul and Ben. Anyway, um, but mm -hmm. aside from that, it's just, it was very interesting to have those opposing sides have the opportunity to be able to come together um, and have feelings for each other in that way, right? Um, and then it's just, you know, like I said, it's just the way that I look at it now is so different because of all of you. And because of what we learned about the movie since then, it's been great because now I watch them with new eyes. Like I see the way they're talking, the mm -hmm. way they get to know each other, and the, the 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 touches, the the everything. There's just so much more that's more palpable there for me to be able to reach out and like touch and be able to like soak in when I watch this film now. And so, in the end, it really bothers me how they, you know, Ray has to be like goodbye, you know. Because she really, she does care about him. And she really thought that she could get him to turn. But he's got to still finish out his journey. He's not done yet. He's got to figure this out on his own. And so we, that's why we get that frustration that leads into the next movie. Which, you know, does get taken to somewhat figured out. Not exactly what we would have wanted to. But um, I just really enjoy their moments so much. Like I said, it's like that whole, like having Luke kind of walk in on them cybering, you know, it's just, you got to love it because it's like, you shouldn't be doing it. But just, this tastes good. I want more. <laughs> <laughs> That's where yeah, I'm I at agree. with it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I love, I just love how fearless Ray is in this movie. Like oh, God, I love yes. how fearless oh, she is. Yeah, like it's awesome. so yeah. great. Chase, what about you? Um, I I mean, the second I saw the hand shot, you guys, when I first saw their hands like coming together and the, they're about to like touch hands, I thought it was the hottest thing in the world. I just think that from the second, the second they started like meeting up in these nope. forest visions, I was turned on, off, around, through, in and about. I loved it. So for <laughs> me, it was, for me, it was very much there from the beginning. And I always thought that it was super there is a huge attraction there. And then on top of that too, it's like, I'm realizing how much gender play there is in this movie. And like, after everything we've talked about with the meta-ness of it, but also with the authority of like women having authority without becoming villains, like they're heroes with authority. And then it's really, it's really shown with Raylo in this sense of like, they're just total equals, total matches. And you really get that vibe and you really get that deep respect that, he has for her and she has for him for better or for worse they respect the hell out of each other and they know they're a dyad in the force even before they even know what a dyad is like i really really love that and i think that that um is really conveyed very strongly um throughout this movie i love that you said that that they were they knew they were a dyad before they knew what a dyad was yeah like like ben falls for it it's like, oh, I can put a name on it. Oh, because I was trained as <laughs> a oh, every, Everything's <laughs> got to have a name to have some sort of meaning. And Ray's like, it reminded me of the, uh, yeah, I know. Like, yeah, it brought me back yeah. to like Ray in the Force Week. Yeah, okay. I didn't need a name for it, but whatever. 
Yeah. Like <laughs> she is just such a damn boss. But yes. yeah, like I for me, like I mean, I've said this. I didn't get necessarily like super romance vibes, but like I'm basic. <laughs> but like I loved the connection. Like it's more than just romance. Like their connection is like it's like a spirit to spirit connection. Mm-hmm. And that is was something we had never seen in Star Wars. And it was so powerful. It was like it was a relationship that Luke and Leia could have had if they were lived in a time when they could have let the force have like if they could have felt the force like we're now we're not hiding the force because it was supposedly gone. And so like, but there was that connection there and it was just like a very, a very human connection. And it was like, honestly, like, I mean, I count my lucky stars every day, but like I had that connection with Tom on our very first date, like our Mm. very first date. I knew like there was just something there. It wasn't like, it was already past. Like, I mean, my husband's hotter than hell. Like if you haven't seen him, he's very sexy. And I was very like i am not worthy um i don't know yeah i was like (laughs) this dude is out of my league but somehow i got him anyways like but i got (laughs) like i got that over that so quickly because there was just this connection that we had that was beyond that was just like he's my person and that's how i always describe him he is my person and ray and kylo are each other's people and that like shines through so much in all of this and i like i love that so much i love it i love it i love it all right am our raylo wearing necklace gal <laughs> our carrie bradshaw raylo <laughs> necklace okay you want me to talk about this let's let's do this all right <laughs> i just <laughs> everyone, <laughs> everyone <laughs> prepare. get ready <laughs> okay so yeah um i love what you said chase about the whole sort of idea of gender reversal because one of the really interesting things that we see about like we get a lot of characterization Mm. of ray and kylo through their force bond scenes especially the first and second ones because ray is aggressive she's the aggressor like Mm -hmm. she's yelling at kylo she's accusing him (laughs) you know she's you know she's very very aggressive like just aggro to the max and ben is just being a nerd he's like huh what is this why is this happening like he's completely ignoring what she's saying (laughs) (laughs) and his first his first reaction is to be like hmm how does this work huh you know he's like a scholar Mm -hmm. you know which is sort of a passive position so you have like sort of the feminine being expressed as an aggressor yes and the masculine, you know, appearing to be pa- in a passive role, which is like a reversal mm-hmm. of what we usually see, right? Yes. So that's a great way of defying expectations. And yeah, and as you said, like, it kind of has the effect of conveying this idea of equality. Mm. When you give the feminine traditionally masculine traits and you give the masculine traditionally feminine traits, it's sort of like they cancel each other out. And the normal dynamic of like women being passive and men being aggressive is, you know, by by flipping it, you kind of create this like zero level equality. Right. Hmm. And so that puts you in the mindset of like, oh, yeah, okay, so they're equal. They're equally powerful. They're they're equals to each other. 
the other thing about the, some of the force bond scenes is it also provides a portrait of Kylo processing his anger mm. because so like in in like when we are socialized there's this phenomenon that's sort of related to the concept of projection where um you know as children especially boys who are allowed to like live in their anger and to own their anger you know they express anger and aggression when they're as children but they get negative reactions you know you have because you you're we are social creatures we have to live in a society with other people they learn to reject and distance themselves from their anger and in order to heal that and in order to understand how to process anger in a healthy way first thing that like one of one of the things that you have to do is you is you have to acknowledge you have to acknowledge the monster you have to acknowledge that there's this part of you that you don't want to acknowledge or that you don't want to look at or that you wish wasn't there because of your socialization which is why when ray says you're a monster and kylo says yes i am that means he's on step two of that journey of healing his anger and that also ties in with the feminine being the priestess that heals the broken masculine. Right? Mm -hmm. um, and so it's like basically, you know, Kylo f uses his anger to fuel his violence and to fuel his skill in battle. And you see, so at the beginning, we see him basically being emotionally abused as he has been his entire life. And if you know the backstory of him, you know that that's been happening to him literally since he was a fetus. Because Snoke has been in his mind since birth. It's actually amazing to me that he didn't crack sooner than the age of 23. Because mm. if somebody was in my brain emotionally abusing me, I would probably go off the deep end sooner than 23 years later. Yeah. I'll be like, <laughs> Damien, you know, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so, you know, he has a lot of anger inside and, you know, his association with the dark side also, you know, he uses it to, he uses the anger to fuel his, you know, his mastery of violence. Um, but at the same time, he's not acknowledging it in a healthy way. He's, he's distanced from it. You know, he's using it, yeah. but he's not. He's not friends with it. He can't sit with it, you know, because the way to heal that kind of anger is unconditional acceptance, which is what Ray proposes to offer him. And what do you feel about? Because I feel that Luke realizes he's going off the deep end with the way he wants to fix the situation with Ben when he realizes he's too far gone in his own mind, right? Yeah. But I feel, and I think we I brought this up before, I feel that he was just as manipulated by Snoke and didn't know it that whole damn time, and it made it all this happen, so that Ben would run to Snoke, the only yes. person that he could trust. Yes. And so I would love, I would have loved a little more of that to come up in the story, mm. because I feel that maybe then people would have been not so hard on Luke and saying, oh, it's not my Luke. But if he mm. would have been just as manipulated because this can happen to the greatest of Jedi, 
the, the legends can be manipulated. This can happen. Look what happened during the Clone Wars. Look at what yeah. happened then. Luke is aware that that can happen mm-hmm. now yep. on the other end of it. I mean, just to hear him say the name Sidious and talk about the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> I yes. love that moment. Yeah. I mean, yes. It was such a, such yep. a great moment. But I just love the idea that they were all being manipulated again. And, you know, it's just like the whole thing is just coming around again. They're trying to make history repeat itself, except that this time there are different players and they see things differently. And yeah. that's what ends up screwing it all up in the end. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, so I feel like, I feel like the moment, the hand touch, like, I feel like the, the really profound connection between Ray and Ben was laid before that. Like, I, I, I feel like just the fact that Ray knew that she could talk to him because like, we don't know what happens before that. Like, they've obviously been talking before we get to see them. Like, that's not the start of their conversation. Yeah, yeah. We don't see the beginning of that force bond mm-hmm. scene, you know? But in a way, it's like Ray has gone from being this, like, aggro person. And she has had some personal growth. And she has been able to recognize, you know, this is someone that I can trust. You know, she's like, I ran into the darkness. And I was incredibly lonely. And, and hurt. Who do I know who lives in the darkness and is alone and hurt and will understand? And that was how she knew that this was someone that she could open up to. I'm going to ask you all a question <laughs> that just came to my mind in this conversation. They made it very clear that Snoke and Kylo are not Sith. We still don't know, really know why. But I'm wondering, and I know this is like, should be obvious, but I don't feel it is obvious. Like, I don't know if Kylo ever was all that evil. Yes, I know he killed his dad, but like, I don't feel he ever went to the level that Anakin did. And I think part of what like, Ray and Kylo are so attracted in one another is I think, I think Ben is always pretending like he's this aggro person. Yes. Like in in The Force Awakens, we get the scenes and he's just and he cuts his things down. Right. Another one of my favorite moments in this movie is after he is like berated by Snoke Mm -hmm. before he smashes his helmet up. We get this other quiet moment. You know, if JJ. Yeah. Yes. Yes. JJ (laughs) doesn't know how to do subtlety. Like he, he doesn't. I feel like JJ Abrams is probably one of the most boring people in the entire world. Like I just feel like he's boring like (laughs) like that was a really powerful scene too it was way more powerful to see ben quiet and choose to smash that helmet as opposed to just a rage fest yeah like it was Mm -hmm. way more powerful and i think like but so i think kylo is attracted to that in ray that she is just that without trying but i also think she's attracted to his quietness because she is not that either yes you know i think they they're trying to learn from one another and then when we see her studying those books it's like a great little circle back to what little baby ben was probably like but do you th- was that do you think there was palpatine knew that ben would never really fall and so no. he was putting him there. No, I don't. And you don't. I no. think he he had all his cards on the table, yeah. and he goes, "Well, one of these has got to land." And when I can yep. see which one I can take the best 
opportunity from, I'm going to go with that. And I'll kill whoever else is in the way because I've done that before. Yeah, and I think I, I agree with Mark, especially because I, I, I'm I more inclined to think that, again, we don't know all the information, but I'm more inclined to think that this yeah. is all just a, still an extended contingent, contingency plan. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it really yep. is just like seeing where the chips are going to fall and taking what he can when he can, when it's time. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree with Mark for sure. Because remember, even during like the Clone Wars era and all that era, there were always already people behind the scenes that he was kind of training or could take the mantle yeah. of that place in case one fell right to where the point where the other one was like, well, what's this bitch doing here? <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Like he had backup <laughs> apprentices of backup apprentices. Yes, like right. we know and it's like, bad. And it's like, like, like yeah. for a guy who was living under the rule of two, he sure had a lot of fucking apprentices. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was, he's a total Sith war. I swear. Like, <laughs> yeah, I am right. all the Sith. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. Okay, Chase. What are your thoughts on Rose? Oh, I love Rose. Let's love let's Rose. end this evening with Rose. Oh, well, she, Queen Legend Icon. I think she's amazing. I think she's wonderfully like a wonderful character to have in the sequel trilogy, but definitely underutilized, especially in Tross. I know we're not here to talk about Tross, but it just see the way that character was slighted is infuriating because she is such a cool and she has a wonderful setup. And I wanted to see a lot more of like a relationship with her sister and like fallout from that. I mean, she just, I think Rose is incredible, incredible, incredible. I have, I, she's, to me, she's the thesis of Star Wars. Like she is just the thesis of Star Wars. Her little line at the end is what all of Star Wars is always about. Well, hopefully will always be about. But, you know, not fighting what we hate, but saving what we love. Like, I think that is so incredibly powerful. Yes. That's why Luke worked. That's why Anakin failed. That's why the Jedi failed. That's why the Sith failed. That's why the Empire failed, because they were all like not doing that. And I love. Contrary to not understanding meta storytelling. <laughs> but... <laughs> Sorry, Brian. I didn't mean to be too shady. It's okay, maybe honey. I, maybe I, I drink uh... the very. <laughs> Give us all Just... the shade. <laughs> but like, I love. <laughs> I love that she is there in this world of all these characters that understand the story that came before them. She walks into that room, the one who is disrespected, who's always working on pipes all day long, doesn't ever get to the front. She is sitting there watching and learning and studying. And while they're all active, not looking much outside of themselves, from her viewpoint, she's seen the whole picture and she understood everything, which is why it was such a travesty and a crime that she was not in The Rise of Skywalker. Yep. Yep. It was... Every one of the, the, our main three people needed her. They needed her to show them who they could be and what they should be. Like they could have taken it. And instead of a trio, they could have made it a foursome. And like, she should have been the mom on that ship. Basically. Like she's the, like she understood it. And she was the one in that story who lost, like in the story that we saw lost someone that she had no control over. And she was the great reminder of all the things that like, why they're doing what they're doing. It isn't because you're a dyad in the force. It isn't just because, you know, you need to pay respects to Leia. 
Like this is for everybody. It should have been Rose Tico, not Lando. And I also still no shade to Lando because I love me some Lando. He should have been in from the beginning, but it should have been Rose Tico out there getting all those ships. Not anybody else. It should have been Rose Tico. I think it's a great point about especially like sort of like the the mother thread of that quartet. I think she could have been a real Hera type of character. Mm -hmm. She really has like she had the potential to step into that like Hera boss level mode that they didn't that they didn't let her step into like Mm -hmm. with regards to the writing. And I yeah, that's a great point, Brian. It was just it was it, it just upsets me so much. Like I loved like we meet her. And the first thing she does is Zaps Finn, this character that we all fell in love with a minute ago. And she's like, dude, you're doing Iconic. the wrong thing. Yeah. Like, oh my God, oh, yeah. she just took down our hero. Like, it was such yeah. amazing. Yeah. And then, you know, you see in the background, the other, you can't really see it very well, but like the other people in the cell, she's like, uh uh-uh, uh, nope. You're not my first. You're certainly not going to be my last because I can put all you booze in check. Like, I love it. She was just, she did the right thing no matter what. Yeah. And that we didn't. Mm-hmm. I love those characters in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like that's the C-3PO in the original trilogy. He did what was right no matter what. Padme did what was right no matter what. No matter the consequences. Mm-hmm. No matter what she had to do. She did the right thing. And we didn't get that in the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Well, we did in The Last Jedi with her. But uh, Mark, what about you? So no, I, I'm going to add to that. I love Rose. I there's so much here and so much potential that we saw in this film, despite the bad hair. Because oh, I hate her hair so much. I'm like, why would you do that to her? The poor thing. Like it's just, just gonna look better. Anyway, all that aside, they got I, that I right in the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> Rose because I don't think she needed to have that romance in the movie for her and Finn to be great together. Like, it's like they love each other. That's great. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I think they're stronger together, which is why I, I came up with that story that we, when we did our what ifs, because I would have rather them have that type of bond and that strength taken forward to end the First Order together, right? It was Finn's oh fight God, because yeah. he obviously comes from that and they took him away when he was a kid. But Rose loves him and cares about him and could have like just been there to be the friend that fights and is the strength that Ben needs when he's losing his way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, but all that aside, yeah, it really was unfortunate what they did to that character. Like, I think that the romance is what kind of made it so that they put her on the back burner in the next film because they didn't know what to do with her. They wanted to kind of step away from that, you know? And they really could have made her great because she looks fantastic in Tross. Oh my God, I love the way she looks. Mm-hmm. But you did all that just to put her on the back end so you could bring a character from Lost in all of a sudden. You know, and I'm like, come on, dude. You could have had her be like his, like Rose's second, and then I would have been okay with it, right? You know, but whatever. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate what they did. They did Rose dirty. Plain and simple. It's, it's and there's so no funny. reason for, for that character to have been treated the way that she was. It just... No. Uh uh-uh. that was a big misfit i never once saw that kiss as a romantic kiss at all but it was I there like <laughs> i feel like it was uh when I you could have given it human... to other people that we've yeah. been waiting to kiss no, no. <laughs> i feel like it was i see you as a human 
and I know where you came from, but I see you. Yeah. And I think he treated her like someone beyond someone just working underneath the pipes. And I think yeah. it was this, we see each other and a, a kiss, but like, like a, I, 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 we see each other kiss. That was in how that, I... In that sense, then it should have been a really, like, no. a, very, a very beautiful kiss on the cheek or a very I can't, beautiful kiss yeah. on the cheek. Exactly. That's the yeah. most generous Something... reading of that kiss I've ever I, heard. I can't, I can't yeah. endorse this because no. then yeah. we get into the kiss at the end of Tross was a kiss of gratitude. And I'm oh, like... God. I gotta say, this kiss, the second it happened, <laughs> first of all, Finn's, first of all, they both read queer, so it doesn't work. And also, Finn's face when she kissed him was like, what the, like, like he like just was so uninterested and confused. And then when it happened, these lips were waiting for Poe. Well, that's the thing is, and it was, I'm, this was the beginning of Disney putting a knife into the Finn Poe thing. This was the beginning of Disney being oh. no gay people in Star Wars right before they brought out what's her butt the, with the robot head girl. She did not need to be in Tross. She was there to like take away the gay. And this kiss took away the gay too. And it was so, so frustrating to watch, especially after such an intense moment, beautiful moment, beautiful quote, gorgeous moment. And the kiss happened. And I literally was like, I laughed. I was like, I mean, talk about played for comedy. That to me is played for comedy. I well, literally that, was uh, no, gagged. I was like, this is insane. This is literally just Disney taking the gay away. A hundred percent. I never <laughs> once thought of it as the, the, the first say no to Finpo. But you're hundred percent right. Like I literally probably because I didn't even see it as romantic kiss. So like that just like went right <laughs> over my head. But like I think you're right. I think you're hundred percent right. That really pisses me off now. Oh, that moment that you guys, I have my notes I, from when I, I first look. watched this movie. I have my notes. I took notes when okay, I watched yeah. the sequel trilogy for the first time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I literally wrote I was like I said I said the last time I said um Rose well Rose almost dying and that quote was so beautiful until she kissed Finn did not see that coming I was sending it to a friend and I was like and definitely felt like Disney killing off the gay hope I mean that's what that's exactly what so like do you think this was shoehorned in at the end and is it played for a joke Ryan Johnson's way to say F you to Disney because Ryan Johnson was no, the one who put Brian the, you're like, too nice you're too generous no but, this no, is but, this is all these what but Ryan Johnson was the one that put the dude walking between him and and like between Finn and Poe just like Han and Leia like he did that right or is that right or is Ryan Johnson a total asshole who is like in a queer? No, I don't think. I would never. I don't think so. I would never say that. <laughs> no, I, think, I, I think. I think so this either. is. I, I think, think this I, is Disney execs on set, yeah. knowing that everyone ships these two characters, knowing the one at least one of the yeah. actors is playing them as gay, and they were like, they should kiss here. And Ryan Johnson probably said, maybe not. And like they were like, do they should kiss here? I know it's so tinfoil hat territory when with regards. No, to that's like, what I'm saying. But I, yeah, I'm just saying I don't think it's Ryan. I just think it's Disney execs saying make sure everyone knows that these two Finn and Poe are not gay and not in love, and squash that out as early and often as you can. <laughs> no, and that's yet, what I'm saying. Do you think that's why I... holding hands? So yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. Do you think that's why it's played as a joke? Because that's Ryan's f you to Disney. I Fine, mean, that would be really advanced, nuanced. That would be an iconic thing to do. I don't know, do, because don't... you know what? It is kind of a weird, awkward, sort of incompetent moment in a very competent movie. So I mean, it, yeah, and yeah. also a very meta movie. So if you, if yeah. you, I mean, 
I like the way to think about that. I think that's like a fun way to think about it. But because honestly, I just in- if, <laughs> if I was if I was directing yeah. a movie and I was told that I had to put in this mandatory thing that I thought was bullshit, You'd I'd be like, bullshit. fine, I'll put it in, but right. it's gonna be filmed like it's bullshit. I hope you're <laughs> so, right. I hope, I hope you're ready. It's gonna look like bullshit, right? It's in the movie. It's in the movie my way. Yeah, which is Finn giving her that look of like, what did you just yeah. do? I'm gay. <laughs> By the way, before we 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 head out from the whole conversation i do have some things i want to add but let me know when it's time because i don't want to cut into anybody just yeah. yet so. uh, go now before we go to emma oh. to talk oh. no no go for, it, go for it go for it go for it so yeah like i mean i there isn't much to say about rose other than what's been said i mean she's a top of the line character i love her it gave me life seeing this beautiful asian woman in a star wars movie like wow and she was so badass so capable and just so sure of herself and so smart i mean she's the one that figures out the hyperspace tracking thing i'm a jiggly do and you know it's like (laughs) that's exactly what it was called by the way that's when we look it up in the manuals absolutely (laughs) you know like oh just like chef's kiss you know and yeah like never a wrong note like i just i love her as a character and i just like to ship her in thruples that's just my thing. So. I'm here for that. I'm I like also here row, for Rain. I was gonna say yeah, I'm here can... for for Rebecca, aka Pencil Scratch, and like Ray Rose business. Yes. Um. Especially yeah, the way am, they draw them. I'm for people who like Rose and Thrupples. You should watch my Twitter feed in the coming weeks because I may have oh. commissioned mm. some fan art that may be of interest yeah. to <laughs> individuals. Um, Mark, let me just say this before we go to your add-ons, because it seems like an opportune opportune time to say that I, again, I've said this many times, but I want, oh, okay. Connick's Rose Agenda. I'm down for that, too. Andy, yeah. I I would definitely write that in a fic. Okay. Um, I really, really, really want a Janet and Rose story. Mm. Like, I don't, they did Mm. not interact in the movie, but they put those two together for all the PR stuff. And Mm -hmm. their energy together was so fire. And like, I want to see them together. We both know they have like personal vested interest in helping the kids that have been separated from their families after the first order. So let's have a story about them oh. going and helping little kids that were separated from the first order. Oh. Like, the, oh, I love that. Jana was another, I love Jana. Jana was a great character. Didn't get enough time because they had to include 1,138 characters into Tross because <laughs> we can't <laughs> do anything else. other Including than a like, giant slug that did not have to be there. Claude. <sighs> Don't get me started on the slug. Well, we could talk about it next time. <laughs> we will. <laughs> oh, we will. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I do love that line. That's one one point for Tross. <laughs> okay. Nobody else remembers? No. Our amazing little uh our amazing monster when Lando, he's like, go that way or whatever he oh, tells yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Okay, Mark, what were your add-ons? Because that was all right. Nowhere. So let's get back to Luke and when he we come to the end of his existence in this plane of existence, right? You know, before he becomes one with the force. 
this is the first time I cried seeing him die. And I did. It really got to me this time. I think because I really just stopped to look at him and what he was doing and him finally getting back together with Leia and bringing them hope because nobody else was coming to their aid. They had put the call out mm-hmm. to help and nobody was coming for whatever reason. Who knows why that was the way it was. But Luke showed up again. And it's not so much like I'm here to save the day for everybody. It's like I'm here. I'm here because my sister needs me. We're back together again. I need to say goodbye because who knows what's going to happen next, right? But I'm putting my life on the line. I'm. I'm. This is my final hurrah. I'm going to do my bit, right? He wants to make sure the whole group makes it to safety. But seeing him died and seeing the twin sons it just just got to me because i just all i thought was him back on tattooing seeing that for the first time and here we are full circle and he's leaving you know this is it Mm -hmm. this is it for him he's done his bit you know um that really got to me this time um but then what i think should have happened because this is always i will die on this hill that has all the porgs on it I think they should have cut away to the broom boy scene right after that, because I think the legend of sky of Luke Skywalker should have mm. continued into the scene with the kids. I love that. I, I think it would have given a little bit more punch to that whole thing. Cause I just don't like the way they ended on that way, especially because that character didn't even come back. I'm like, dude, it's like <laughs> you gave me all that and you didn't even bring him back. Come on. Come on. Right. I would love to have seen it end with Leia saying, we already have everything we need here. Just yeah. like how the Yoda had said, by the way, Yoda, another scene that I fucking totally lost it in the theater because I did oh, not yeah. expect that. I had no idea it was yes. coming. It was one of my, it's one of my yeah. favorite scenes in all of the movies. Yes. But just Leia saying, we have what we need. Everything's going to be okay. I got this now. Luke is gone. He's done his part. We're going to go forward now. Right. Yeah. And it just, I think that just would have given you that ending that you need with them all in the Falcon and it just shooting away and it just ended like that, right? Because the, I don't, I don't, I don't not want Room Boy to be in there because it's, it is important. I, I, afterwards when people talked about it and I realized, you know, how important that is, I just think it would have just been a stronger scene just right after Luke dying mm-hmm. because it, that it feels like he's still alive. He's still alive in the memory of these people. He died with peace and purpose, but he's also alive in these young kids who know about him and want to be like him. And they're looking at their twin sons as well, too. So that's that's where I'm at with this movie. That's where I wish it would have been. I'm with you. I'm with you. I always cry when Mm -hmm. I see Luke coming to to sit with Leia because like 75% of the reason he was on that island was fear of her wrath. <laughs> nice. I've got that That's vibe hundred percent. I, uh, yes. Yeah. And, and like to talk about using your power for, to serve others rather than serving yourself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, like this was an act of service for Luke because he didn't know how she was going to react when she saw him. Mm-mm. Like the fact that she had taken an emotional journey that brought her to acceptance, you know, like and 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 feeling the presence of Ben was part of that, you know, as she had earlier in the story, like, you know, feeling his proximity and 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 experiencing his emotions, 
you know, and having him touch your heart, like having him touch her heart in that moment, like as only a mother can be by the presence of her child. Like that was all stuff that happened independent of him. Like he had no idea that any of that had happened and that she had taken that journey. So for all he knew, she was just as angry as she was when she realized that he fucked up. You know? Mm -hmm. So it was like such a powerful act of faith in like the possibility of forgiveness and amends that brought him to that moment. And that's what I find the most moving about it. I love that this movie at the end really showed how strong Leia always was and that she was the Skywalker that actually did the work mm -hmm. and she was there to, to the end. And I love, I love, love, love that choice so much. Mm -hmm. And that, The legend of Luke, I think, is stronger than Luke himself. That's part of why I love Luke Skywalker so much. Is I, I don't think Luke is a hero. I don't think he's ever been a hero. I think he runs away from everything. <laughs> I think he doesn't know how to how to deal with things. I've never found Luke to be this idealistic hero. Like I, oh, I find him to be very relatable. Like I find him to be who we all are, and we all strive to be Leia, but we're actually really all Luke. And yeah. that sometimes even in being who we are, we are a legend to our children behind us or whatever, you know, like, but I love that his last gift was the force projection. That was like his last teaching to his lost student in Leia. Mm -hmm. And she was able to learn that and bring it to save her child at yeah. the end. Yeah. Like, I love that circle that without that we wouldn't have gotten han who i really think is leia i think it's leia there who's we'll looks like Han. But i think week. it's leia yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like but i i think that was such a a powerful end and it tied back to the throwing of the lightsaber hmm. at the beginning with like kylo you don't need this ben like you don't need any of these Randy. things by andy you don't need these things. Yeah. You need your mom. You need Ray. You need those connections. Yeah. And I think his I'll see you around kid is his way of saying sorry. Yeah. Yeah. To leaving Ben. Yeah. But again, yeah. Luke's a bit of a coward and couldn't just say I'm sorry. Well, and, and the really the, the and like talking about Luke <laughs> and how he has been in his life. <clears throat> Like the big one of the big problems with Luke is that he doesn't learn from mistakes. And that's what makes the conversation between him and Yoda so powerful because Yoda reveals to him that it is okay to learn from your mistakes. Right. And acknowledge that the mistakes are there. Because the whole problem is like if you can't acknowledge them, you're not going to learn from them. Yep. It's just, it's physically like, it's just, it's, it's an impossibility. It's not going to happen. I saw that yes, in real you know? life today. And, <laughs> and, and so, and, and, and I love the way that I feel like this movie really understands these characters at their core. And I, the thing that I love about Yoda is that 
he continues to also be this sort of trickster character. Like he doesn't tell. He could have told Luke that the books weren't there. Yeah, but he didn't. No, he chose not to share yeah. that information, which is a pattern with Yoda. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's very in character for him. Yeah, but it's 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 great. I just love that he was sort of like chaotic through that little bit so, of deception. I, but he, you know, he turned it into a teaching moment, and yeah. I love that he was both like the the dick yoda <laughs> yes he was a nice balance but he was also the the Troll. wonderful teacher that we all wish yeah. that we had which is such a great portrayal and i just feel is so true to the spirit of the yoda that we love mm -hmm. i, I, I wish love he would have just said to him because that one moment where he goes and goes somehow i've missed fucking with you skywalker because <laughs> literally it's what it's like i get to mess with you again you know it's like you know you you still have a lot to learn you're still looking away you know well yeah. i think yeah. i think yeah. in that moment i think yoda is also talking to us and luke and teray and that it's okay that she has the books because the jedi can learn from their mistakes whereas luke was like it's time for the jedi to end he's like no it's not time for them to end we can learn had the jedi maybe opened up their eyes a little quicker when they realized that there was a phantom menace, that they all acknowledged there was a phantom menace over there. Maybe they should have started like rethinking. And once they lost Dooku, maybe go, oh, wait a second. Yeah. Well, he's one of our wasn't best. There, like, and was it the lost 20? Wasn't that the last 20 yes. or whatever? Yeah. Like, like that wasn't a big red yeah. like flag. Come on. <laughs> but I think it was also a moment of like, it's okay. The Jedi can come back. They don't have to end. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to rebrand the jedi and call them skywalkers and that's what the rise of skywalker mean like we don't need that the jedi can still be here because we can grow beyond what we thought they could be and now we have a new jedi leading the cause with a yellow lightsaber to give us a new direction of what the light of what uh you know she's like the statue of liberty and the torch that runs down the olympics it's like the light that's going to lead everybody and i oh god i love that yellow lightsaber mm -hmm. but we're talking about tross um yeah any final thoughts chase no, I have a, a provocative question that I want your opinion on, but I'll ask it next episode. Hey. It's about, oh, it's about I... like, it's like, it's just about like a moment to me that feels very fan servicey, but I know a lot of people like in TLJ, but mm. we can get into it next episode. So Ooh, no really great. final thoughts. I think feel like we covered it all. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Mark. My final thoughts are that out of the many live streams we've done, this is one of my favorites. I oh. absolutely loved how much even though we all come from it from all our different perspectives and some of us agree brian and um, <laughs> <laughs> i love that we all brought something here that we were all able to like talk about it because i just like it i it, i know it's tough sometimes we want to like come down hard on the sequel trilogy but this movie, I think, is where we kind of meet in the middle. There's a lot here to play with. And there's so much to chew on that we know that the things that have made us us and we that we love about Star Wars all come together in this film. And so I saw that today. And it just it means a lot to me having talked to you all about this uh, film tonight. Love it. Love it. Emma, any final thoughts? I have like a sort of a calico patchwork of things that I wanted to say <laughs> that I didn't get a chance to say. So for one thing, the scene with Chewie and the Porgs always bothers me because the Porg is already dead and it's not like not eating it will change anything. 
So there's that. But it's like the moment that you decide to be a that vegan. <laughs> Maybe. Like, you, you being a vegan doesn't make all of the ground beef in the grocery store just disappear. Like, no, if it's it already doesn't. there, it's already dead. Just well, eat it. It's fine. What's like if you decide to be slow, but there's still going to be dick and everything else around you that you want to <laughs> The other thing is, I love the way explosions are handled in this film. Like, mm. I I loved all the all this all the shit that got blown up. Blown up. Poe's stupid custom painted X wing, which is like the dickiest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> the youngling player three thousand getting blown up. I also enjoyed that drift. very much. <laughs> <laughs> and the Holdo maneuver, of course, is so a good. legendary moment in star wars cinema so good mm-hmm. but it should have been similar it should have been uh, yeah akbar piloting that ship well, just no. for akbar Let, all just of us cared about akbar i saw a moment like that today <laughs> in the movie coda where they chose to not have sound and you're sat there left to think what is going on until you realize what is really going on and that's when it really hits you yeah. so i just nope. i appreciate that people Look, we go to these movies because we want to hear the pew, pew, pew. We want to hear the explosions. We want to hear the laser sword slice things. Of course, that's what we love. But you have to remember that in film, lack of sound, the use of sound, it's all what makes it beautiful. That's what we go for. Don't sit there and like take a jab at something because it's not exactly how you expected it to be. Because you know what? We're not the directors. You're on this ride that the director is taking you on. Let it soak in. And also learn from these people why they made these choices. Because you may learn something about film that you didn't know about before. The truth of the matter is, if you want to write a movie, then write a movie. Don't go to one. (laughs) If you want to go to a movie, then go to a movie. And you can have some comments about it, clearly. Like like some of these people. Yeah, no, that Holdo Maneuver like that was like period boom she mm-hmm. walked into that place with her purple hair owned every scene that she was in that that she said bye that. bitch oh yes that's <laughs> yeah that was like an ex- she like did a perfect. death drop she like vogued her way in to star wars <laughs> and ended with a death drop yeah <laughs> true <Shablam>. okay <laughs> she lip sang for her life yes truly <laughs> But you know, that's another moment in Star Wars that always makes me cry is when Holdo says goodbye to Leia. Mm-hmm. They say goodbye to each mm-hmm. other because they know it's going to be the last time. And it's if you've read, if you've so read Leia, Princess of Alderaan, mm-hmm. you know that they have literally been friends since they were like 14 years old. Yep. It's like an entire lifetime of friendship between the two of yeah. them. Yeah. And yeah. understanding like the <sighs> full weight of that character is just it really enhances the enjoyment mm-hmm. of watching. That's a great book. Yeah. It's a great book. Mm. That uh, that movie brought two like silence moments. Because when Snow got chopped in half too, that's another. Like, we didn't even talk about Snow. Oh my god! Like, gag. We might we might have to do TLJ. We part might two have to again because yeah, that deleted so scene where he's all creepy with Kylo is. Mm. Oh god, I haven't watched those deleted scenes in so long. It's been a long time for me too. Yeah. He's oh crying god. and he goes up and he like wipes a tear from his cheek. Oh. With his like big old claws. I yeah. love Snoke. 
hated Snoke in The Force Awakens, I but I love Snoke in yeah. this. He's such a good character. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I think, um, like I said at the beginning, I love this movie. I really do. I think my favorite parts of the movie are also its biggest problems, which makes it an interest, like a weird balance. I'm in a weird spot with the sequel trilogy right now because we just watched The Force Awakens. I'm starting to like Tross more than I did before. For all of its fumbles, I'm starting to like appreciate it a lot more than I did because cool I I think when yeah. Tross hits, it hits really, really hard. Like when mm-hmm. Tross is good, it is like excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I'm looking but forward to it, the next conversation. Just, yeah, I like, want to see mm-hmm. what, what we all bring to the table because that one is a hard one, you know, to kind of get through. I, I, the things that we yeah. forgive this movie for are a little harder to forgive them. But again, yeah, that's a conversation think, for the next you know, there, time. There's, you know, there's problems all the way around. Um, yeah. But to be honest, there's problems all the way around with the prequel trilogy too. And now we all oh, love yeah. the prequel trilogy yeah, no, and understand I it. Do. And I, I love, think with time, yeah. we'll understand the sequel trilogy because Ray, Finn, Poe, Rose, Haldo, they're such great characters. And like I said, mm-hmm. the fact that in any of these movies, I don't miss our heroes. Mm-hmm is like a real testament to how good they actually all are. I For me. For me. So, with that, thank you, everyone. Emma, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Hutzleia, H-U-T-T-S L-E-I-A, ship who you want, all ships are valid, especially Finpo. Hey, I had Disney. to for this one. Disney, say gay. Yeah, Disney. Mark, Disney say gay, indeed. All right, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, and I think TikTok has the same thing on there. I am El Diablito, and I hope to show you folks building the Imperial Probe Droid in my Lego Uh, set here soon. But I haven't figured that out quite yet because I don't want to embarrass myself. But I may do that at some point. But yeah, (laughs) otherwise, I'm I'm here with you, lovely folk, every Friday night. So, que la fuerza esté. I was about to say that wrong. Thank you. <laughs> Beautiful. Chase. You can find me on YouTube, um, that K Jedi, or Twitter at underscore that K Jedi. Um, and and here I'm so so excited for next week. Like I think Tross is like uh, y'all better pull out pull through because <laughs> it's two we- it's two weeks away. Two weeks oh, away. Two it? weeks away. Two weeks away. Okay, okay so great. we got time. Two weeks. I just we can't wait time. for Tross. I'm gonna, you guys understand, like, I am a Tross apologist, and I ha- will have a sheet of notes prepared for that episode. And I Let's do wait. it. Let's do it. I can't the divorce either, is complete, Chase. I'm sorry. sorry. The Borgs, and now <laughs> Tross. No! I'm merely telling you, I, I, I am coming, I'm, I'm coming back around that mountain to Tross. Oh, Brian, by the end of that episode in two weeks, you were going to okay, buy no. like some Tross you're, merch. I'm going to have to find another I... for this because I can't take it. <laughs> well, I was really yeah. sold on Thropples today, so maybe we'll just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, you can never go anywhere. Never. Uh, yeah, no, I I realize I've watched The Rise of Skywalker more than any of the, the other sequel movies. It's the one I go to to watch. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, okay, with that, in a few weeks, <laughs> it might still look like that. <laughs> I think a lot of our 
<laughs> a lot of our steam queens because like for three years i've done nothing but bust on tross and say how much i don't like it now i'm like hey let's hey everyone can change their minds Maybe? everyone can learn yes. to love something that's healthy yes, yes. uh-huh always embrace her i don't know what you're saying <laughs> <myself> sorry <laughs> That was karma coming at me. I don't know. Um, okay. Anyways, you can follow me and the show <laughs> on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram <laughs> at Serving Pink Milk. Don't forget to smash that like button. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And uh, let us know your favorite character in The Last Jedi in the comments below. And maybe, maybe Tross will come later. Maybe we'll talk after the show. Maybe we need a tar part two for TLJ. I don't know. There's more yeah. to say for sure. I, There's I'm, a lot more to say. I'm Emma's down. like, no. Okay. Totally Anyways, um, thank you, everyone. Appreciate you. <laughs> and um, don't forget to go check out the Amidala Initiative and support Equality yes. Texas. Yes. Look Very important. Yes. 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 You can buy Far a shirt. You can buy stickers. So, it's like, all of you it. know find what? it on it's, Twitter yeah. at Amidala Helps. That's Please right. do. We, all right, everyone, are we ready? Until next week. Thank you, all of our Steam Queens. We love you. We appreciate you. And drink. Oh.